Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 773, air date September 15th, 2020. Hello, everyone. Good evening. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadre. We're actually starting early. Not bad. I'm typically on Indian time, which means like a half an hour, 20 minutes, 15 minutes late. So I'm happy to start a little bit early. And um, we're just going to be starting and welcoming people as they're coming in. Uh, someone said... Um, Someone said, you have a clever jingle to help people remember our name. Good question. It's a good one. Uh, one of the things we're going to try to do is it turns out intent is what matters. So people may be able to just write in Dr. Shiva because his intent is what matters. But we'll talk about that. We have a, a jingle that we did call Shiva for Senate, which we can play later. But it's not really for the name, but it's a good idea. Um, someone said, so who is this fellow here? You're a shill... For the elite, just stop already. Interesting fellow. I think this, this is the kind of fools that we do something very sim simple that is really wonderful. You can just say block user, goodbye. And you can delete his comment. Okay, Jen, just take care of that fool. All right, so sometimes we have these very foolish people come on and the great thing, at least one thing with social media, we don't even have to deal with them. We just throw them off. We don't wanna talk to foolish people. We rather, you know, it's one of the things you learn in life. Life is short. So you rather have people you really enjoy. You don't really want people that uh, are not in it to support the mission that you're doing. So we don't really care for these people. And, and um, let's see, uh, who else do we have? God bless you from California. Hi, Roseanne Dunn. Uh, we have Texas. Texas will go red. Steve Hernandez. Good to see you, Steve. Hong Kong. Greetings from Hong Kong. Many people know before this so-called corona uh, virus fear mongering, you know, people in Hong Kong, there was massive protests there, millions of people, two million people. Across the world, there were massive protests taking place. If you remember, there were protests all over the world in nearly 26, 30 countries. And most of those protests were against government corruption, corruption of the elites, as well as the economic systems that were breaking down. And suddenly after the coronavirus, quote unquote, you know, coronavirus pandemic, what I call the fear mongering, um, all of those protests disappeared. It was a great way for the elites to get that off their table, wasn't it? Um, people from California. Okay, people are coming in. Who do you have, uh, Dylan, over there? Ohio. California. Uh, uh, Devon, UK. We have California, Virginia. Westfield, Massachusetts. Westfield, Massachusetts. Great great to have you, Westfield. West, Westfield, um, uh, where do you stand now with pursuing the U.S. Senate? Linda, we're... To let everyone know we're moving full forward with the Senate race. We're not gonna let a bunch of criminals who stole the election from us. In fact, we were on the way to a landslide victory, as many of you know. So they had to find a doofus, a complete fool, to go against the Democrat Markey because they didn't want me to go defeat the Democrat. Uh, remember, there is no difference between Democrat and the Republican establishment parties. They're all in, in it together. Uh, and also let's remember those of us who voted for the president, Trump, Let's be very clear. Trump was not a Republican or a Democrat. He was prior to that. He was a member of the Reform Party. Before that, he was a Democrat. He basically threw a wrench into the establishment. Most of these establishment people who claim that they now support him are actually just opportunists. They're watching which way the wind blows. So let's be clear um, that we should look beyond this two-party nonsensical system. And in fact, the Republicans who say their Republicans don't even espouse to most of the Republican ideals, which is bottoms up, which is people work hard, et cetera. So we have to go back to the central principle, which I've been talking about, which is working people must unite. Uh, 
So someone says, man, you bust your tail for us. Thank you, bro. Chris Amanera, look, uh, most of, independent of me, all of our volunteers, all of the people who support our campaign, all of them are working people and they do it because um, they love life, they love this country and they want truth, freedom and health. And, and all of you who are joining us today, I just wanna let all of you know that all of you have an opportunity to support the incredible historic campaign that we've started by supporting our campaign. And there's three ways everyone can do that. One way is you can go to the website. If you're in Massachusetts or you know a friend in Massachusetts, have them go click on the I vote for Shiva. And basically they're saying they're gonna sign, they're gonna write in my name for the November 3rd, by, or November, by on or November 3rd for the US Senate. And they can just fill out this pledge form which says I pledge to vote. We're gonna actually change this I pledge. Jen, if you're listening, it should be I pledge to write in Dr. Shiva uh, by or uh, on November 3rd for the general elections. You, you give your mobile number so we can stay in touch, your zip code so we know where you are, your first name, last name, email. Those of you who have friends in Massachusetts, listen very carefully and you're outside or somewhere in the world, have them go here and pledge. So all of you listening, at, at least get two people to do that today. That can have an incredible effect. So we start counting the votes that were coming. We're gonna start documenting them. So by the way, when people write in a vote, it's hand counted, much harder for them to steal that. When it's machine counted, they can throw away the ballot images. As you know, we've asked uh, in Massachusetts, the Secretary of State to give us all the ballot images. And you know what they're saying? We don't have them, that feature was turned off. Well, they're in for some criminal indictments if they don't give us those ballot images. So uh, the other way that people can help, so one way is if you're in Massachusetts or you know someone, tell them to come pledge. The other is you can volunteer right here. If you're outside of Massachusetts or you just wanna be in touch with the campaign, just go click on the volunteer button. We have lots of amazing people. You get to meet wonderful people uh, from all over the country, all over the world. Uh, we have people all over the world, in fact, uh, helping us make phone calls. So you can help make phone calls. You, the other thing you can do is you can get on the ground here if you're in Massachusetts. So, but volunteer, you can get lawn signs, um, you can ask for bumper stickers, but please go volunteer to help out the campaign. And finally, one of the, actually the simplest thing you can do if people wanna do it, if they, I'm not saying they're lazy, but, but they can do all three of them, is you can donate to the campaign. And when you donate to this campaign, um, it's not like I just want your money. I also wanna give something back. There's a reciprocity here. In addition to putting all the hard work to run for Senate, everyone gets a copy of the book that I have called System and Revolution. System and Revolution is an amazing book that distills nearly 50 years of my work to try to comprehend what is a system and what is revolution. You know, I've also been a student of revolution. I've, studied all the works of the left, the right, people who are unpopular, popular, I don't care if people try to say that person's this or that person's this, I go and study them and I have my much more scientific definition of revolution you can find what that is in this book. Um, but more importantly, you'll understand the common principles of all systems. And those principles can be used for all of you to actually understand your body as a system. And as a part of when you donate 25 or more, you also get access to this very powerful technology called Your Body, Your System, which lets you do self-assessment to ask yourself a set of, set of questions to figure out what are the forces of transport motion, what are the forces of conversion in your body, and what are the forces of storage or structure to help you figure out where the red dot lands in this triangle. That's who you are from a system standpoint. Then you can ask yourself another set of questions to figure out 
how your body is disturbed from where it wants to be, which is a red dot, that's a black dot. And then you can figure out how you can use the inputs of food, exercise, and supplements to bring you back to you, okay? So uh, please take advantage of this, support the campaign. It's, it's a much simpler way to support the campaign, but you know we use the money for lawn signs, for bumper stickers. No one is getting paid on this campaign uh, at all, so it's good to know that your money is actually going to something real, or, or we buy billboards, or we buy TV and radio advertising. So those are the three ways that you can help. Um, as I mentioned, one of the most important things that this campaign is about is about the principles of truth, freedom, and health and how they're interconnected. And that's taking a systems approach, which means that we have to fight for freedom. So as a part of the campaign, if you wanna know more, if you go to the website, Shiva for Senate, you can also find that we have all of our issues here. If you click on issues, people wanna know what I stand for. Right here, you can see that the three issues we stand for are truth, freedom, and health. And we actually have the bills crafted, the Citizen Science Act, the Digital Rights Act, and the Health Rights Act. And without freedom, which is, which is being compromised today with censorship and five big tech companies controlling us, we can't really have discussion and debate to get to truth. And without truth, you can't have health. And without health, you can't have freedom. So all of these interconnect, so you can go read about it there. So let's talk about today's talk. Today's talk, again, many of you know, probably back in February, March, I started doing a series of talks to really help people overcome this fear-mongering nonsense that the deep state establishment is pushing on us. Because with that fear, their goal is to basically further enslave working people, further uh, profit from us through taxes. And that's what the fear-mongering is for. So one of the goals of the fear-mongering is to force vaccinate us. The second is for all of us who run small businesses to justify and rationalize the lockdowns, to all of us who are families with kids to justify school closings. And then fundamentally, they also now want to shove in this carbon tax stuff with this fear-mongering climate change. And that's why the Republican governor found a complete doofus, a goofus, in fact, who's a dumb, stupid lawyer who couldn't, had no campaign, no lawn signs, no organization. And they engineered the election. They stole the election, which we're not going to let them steal, by the way, or the primary, at least, through election fraud. We were headed on a landslide. As we've talked about, they manipulated the votes. And all of this is going to come out. That's the good news. Truth always comes out. To have a doofus go against a guy called Ed Markey, who wants to push on everyone the green, uh, the fake green, the garbage green, garbage New Deal. <laughs> That's what we should call it, okay? Has nothing to do with, with reducing pollution. In fact, it allows China to pollute more. But today we're going to talk about something really cool, uh, which is part of the series that I uh, started to do, which is really about uh, how we can... Uh, build community and boost immunity. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And the goal of this talk is to really give you some uh, confidence to recognizing that the entire aspect of social distancing has nothing to do with public health. If anything, it's for the establishment to further uh, enslave us. It's for the establishment to further socially isolate us. And it's for the establishment, if, if anything, it has the effect of destroying public health and it creates a condition they can actually sell more drugs, more big pharmaceutical drugs, and more vaccines. So I'm gonna walk you through in a very uh, precise way to arm you so you can start explaining to your neighbors and family that the real purpose of the social distancing has nothing to do with public health. Just like, as we talked about yesterday on the vitamin D, keeping people indoors is completely against public health. If anything, you need the sun, you need the vitamin D, 
which creates antimicrobials. So today we're gonna to really go into part two, which is how do we build uh, community and boost immunity and the importance of that. Um, but social distancing is what Fauci, now he's sort of fork tongue Fauci, and the establishment wanted us to do to basically hurt um, us not only financially, but also biologically. And so let's sort of jump right into this. Um, I'm assuming everyone can see the slide set. So anyway, this is Dr. Shiva Idre, those of you joining Muse. Uh, by the way, some of you may know, um, you know, I have a PhD in biological engineering, um, uh, one of the four degrees I have from MIT, but I'm considered one of the leading people on the immune system in the world. So uh, as I mentioned, um, for those of you joining us, you can go to the website to learn more of our Senate campaign. And those who want to donate to the campaign, um, you can go to the website and you get the book, um, uh, System and Revolution, as well as Your Body, Your System. So let me just talk about the immune system. Uh, yesterday, I went into the details uh, of the immune system, but the most important thing is your immune system gets inputs to it, right? And those inputs, and then puts out an output. Now, if those inputs are things like viruses, stresses in your life, pollution, pesticides, unemployment, right? You have family problems, fast food, aging. These are the potential inputs coming into your immune system. Well, if you have a healthy immune system and it's resilient, okay, which means your immune system is tested, it knows how to handle the punches that life throws at you, well, you have a healthy condition. So just because there's viruses and stress and pollution and pesticides, and now, by the way, it's all the level of it, right? If you have a ton of it, um, it's going to be hard for your body to regain its resilience. So, but the point is, if you have a resilient immune system, your body is a way to maintain its homeostasis and be healthy. However, if you have a weakened immune system, guess what? You're going to have disease. And the immune system is the operating system of your body. It's sort of the core operating system. And what my research shows is, that all these diseases Western medicine comes up with, you know, heart disease and diabetes and kidney failure, Alzheimer's, if you trace all of them, all of them are interconnected at the foundation of the immune system. So if you have a strong immune system, your body takes care of itself. However, when you're, when you're facing viruses and pollution and pesticides and all the stresses of life and you have a weakened immune system, well, you're gonna lead to disease and the disease can manifest in these different things that Western medicine calls these different disease states, all right? But the point is that the common sense of all of this is a goal is to strengthen your immune system. Yesterday in part one, we talked about the importance of vitamin D, getting out in the sun, because those things help your body, which by the way, is an amazing pharmaceutical engine. Your body itself is a pharmacy. It can pretty much create all the things that you need. There's a wonderful field called psychoneuroimmunology. And you know, they they've done some amazing experiments showing when you have connections and friendships and laughter, your body actually will make stuff. I'm gonna talk about some of that today. So that's where we medicine should really focus on on how do we boost the immune system. So as I spoke about, when you look at the immune system, if you look at the tool that I created called Your Body, Your System, which by the way, came out of my work in 2000, starting in 2007, when I started to, after I finished my PhD, I went back to India and I was very interested in understanding the interconnection between Eastern and Western medicine because I grew up around the Eastern systems of medicine, watching my grandmother in a small village, you know, conduct traditional systems of medicine. What I observed was that they used a language in those Eastern systems of medicine, which many of us find sort of hard to understand. 
But in my research work, I was able to connect both those worlds. And that resulted in a very interesting science paper I wrote in an engineering journal uh, called the Rosetta Stone of Eastern and Western System. But, um, and that became a course I used to teach at MIT. But after that, I converted that knowledge into a tool, which is your body, your system, where you can apply that to help find that the red dot, which is where your body likes to maintain homeostasis. Now, why is that important? You see, all of us are unique beings. So we wanna find the right medicine for the right person at the right time, the right food for the right person at the right time. But first of all, you need to know who you are, what kind of system you are. This tool helps you figure that out. Then it helps you figure out when your body's deviating from that, which is a black dot, and how you can bring your system back into alignment. The reason I'm sharing that, and by the way, the paper I wrote around this was called the Control Systems Engineering Foundation of Traditional Indian Medicine, the Rosetta Stone of Siddhan Ayurveda, which are two of the most ancient systems of medicine in the world. What I found out was all the words that you see on the right side here, which some of you may have heard of, karma, karma, fall, vata, pitta, kapha, these are from the Eastern systems of medicine. They actually match one-to-one -one with Western engineering systems theory. So what I discovered was that the ancients who were looking at the body were actually seeing it as a complex system. And it matches with how we look at complex machinery. So that led me, as I shared yesterday, to start looking at the immune system also as a complex system. And this is one of the slides I presented at the prestige lecture at the National Science Foundation. And what, what comes out of this is you realize that the body is a very complex system. The immune system is not just antibodies or not just you know the innate system, but the, but the immune system involves your microbiome, which is about 60 trillion bacteria that we have. We have about 380 trillion viruses, you know, a lot of it in the gut. It involves the interferon system, the innate system, which includes all those you know, cells in your visceral uh, immune system, which tries to fight off viruses, your antibody system, your adaptive immune system, but also includes your neural system. And all these systems are interconnected. So the thing that emerges out of this, as it emerges out of this work here, is that we want to find the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Everyone is unique. Some people can take more stress than others and others can't. So the common sense of all of this that emerges is that there's many things that you can do to support the immune system. Obviously, we talked about the supplements, but social interactions we're going to talk about, good exercise, work, support of the microbiome, like fermented foods, sleep, clean air, water, and food. And what we're going to focus on today is because when this coronavirus nonsense started off, and by the way, many of the people are talking about the second wave. And the governors of many of the states are using the second wave and using the fear of that because many of these states, for example, Massachusetts has an F minus minus, it's very poorly run, and they are using the fear mongering to extract a lot of dollars from the central government, the federal government. Um, but one of the important ways that they're doing this is to put people into fear, wear masks, stay in their home. You know, you see all these stupid shopping malls telling people to stay six feet apart. Well, let's really talk about that. And the argument I'm going to make from a molecular system science standpoint, I'm going to share with you a lot of the data. And by the way, this is sort of the second time you're going to see this. I did this much earlier on uh, when, you know, um, long before it got into the nonsense that we're here today with the social distancing escalating and the masks and all this garbage. But this was a wonderful paper that was written in science back in 1988. 
and it's called Social Relationships and Health. And it was a landmark study that was done, which really showed um, uh, the disastrous effects that social isolation can have. And what this paper showed was that the lack of social connection, which means social isolation, was greater detriment than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. So let me repeat that again. So social isolation, you know, telling people to stay apart has more greater detriment than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. That doesn't mean people should start doing those th three things. But those three things were the fundamental pre-existing conditions of most of those people that died of the coronavirus. For example, in Massachusetts and many other states, 98.2% of the people were either obese, smokers, or high blood pressure who died. And the average age of people who died was 82.5, although the life expectancy is 80 years old. So here is the actual data that came out of this uh, wonderful research study that was done back in the 80s, late 80s, that again, social isolation is greater detriment than obesity, smoking, high blood pressure. And this uh, uh, article, which came out in 2007, really talked about how loneliness, again, social isolation, uh, fundamentally affects the immune system in very detrimental ways. And, the, and sort of the synopsis article was loneliness is a molecule. And what this uh, paper was covering was a work done by Stephen Cole's team um, out in uh, University of California, UCLA. And the title of the paper, which I'm gonna explain to you because I know most of you don't probably have the patience to go through this, so I'll distill it for you. The title of the paper was Myeloid Differentiation Architecture of Leukocyte Transcriptome Dynamics and Perceived Social Isolation. But what this paper really talked about was the fact that when they took human beings, and they also did it with primates, monkeys, macaw monkeys, macaws, when they isolated them, it had profound effects at the cellular level, in fact, at the genetic level. And what they called this was CTRA, Conserved Transcriptional Response to adversity, okay? Conserved transcriptional response. So what does that mean, transcriptional response? If you remember some basic biology, your, you know, part of the way that proteins are made is transcription takes place at the, at the cellular and the genetic level. Transcription is an aspect of where genes are turned on to transcribe into proteins. Well, what this said was transcri conserved transcriptional response to adversity. So, a CTRA means that when you're in an adverse situation, how your DNA responds to that. And, and so what they said was, which describes an upregulated inflammatory gene expression and downregulated antiviral response. So CTRA in this case is a condition where you upregulate inflammatory proteins, okay? As we know, inflammation is good under certain conditions, but it's not good under all conditions. So what this research found out was when people are socially isolated, your body at the genetic level starts making inflammatory compounds and it downregulates antiviral compounds. Look, again, I can't overemphasize your body's an amazing chemical factory. If anything, you know, your body is one of the best pharmaceutical companies, okay? It can make what you need. And what they've established is a link between loneliness and CTRA that shows lonely people have more inflammation and less responsive immune systems. Okay, I'll repeat that. Lonely, people who are lonely have more inflammation and less responsive immune systems. So 
In this case, a lack of social connection is greater detriment than obesity, as I mentioned, smoking high blood pressure, but at the genetic level, it leads to more inflammatory compounds and less responsive immune system and less antiviral compounds. Look, you, you're, you need antiviral compounds, especially you know, as the flu season's coming, as the, you know, as the so-called second wave's coming, you want strong immune systems. Telling people to socially isolate themselves is one of the worst things you could tell people, right? Because as I'm showing from then, I'll get more deeper into this, is that, that at the cellular level, your body is gonna downregulate your antiviral compounds that it needs to fight, and it's gonna upregulate these you know, inflammatory compounds, which don't at all help your immune system. So this is one of the most important things that you can take away. And if you wanna go look at the paper, let me bring it up again. It's a paper by Stephen Cole that was done in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. Pretty good journal. Um, so what do strong social connections do? This is what the both of these research found out. Now there's a 50% increased chance of longevity. Think about that. You increase your probability of longevity by social connections. In fact, the research that was done many, many years ago, looking at why people live long, it turned out that the number one reason wasn't exercise, wasn't food, you know, wasn't jogging 100 miles, wasn't you know, being meticulous with what you ate, but it was about having social connections. You don't hear this on the mainstream media. All we hear about is vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And in this midst of this ridiculous fear mongering, we shut down churches. We told people not to hang out. You know, one of, uh, in our campaign, one of our campaign managers whose wife had originally come from Germany 40 years ago, when she first came, she was very depressed. Why? Because she missed all her family from Germany. Well, she got over that, but she was in a serious depression, uh, our friend was telling us. Well, when the coronavirus crisis hit, she went back into that same depression from 40 years ago because of the last lack of social connections. But strong social connections strengthen our immune system and the genes impacted by loneliness code for immune function and inflammation. And you can also recover from disease a lot faster when you have these social connections. Um, I'm gonna now review with you in the coronavirus context, what's been going on with people's, the, so, the, this, so, the social distancing and the isolation that's had a tremendous effect on people's you know, state of mind. And this comes, comes from an organization, uh, Express Scripts, which started looking at this. Well, this is what one of the things that came out. In fact, it said the World Health Organization has identified depression as a leading cause of poor health and disability worldwide. Let me repeat that, okay? It's not eating sugar, right? It's not smoking, right? Uh, it's, uh, and this is the WHO has identified depression as a leading cause of poor health and disability worldwide. So let that just sink in, depression. Well, you get depression from social isolation. So, um, so in, in the World Health Organization, this is the, some of the data that came out in 20, January 2020, you know, literally, remember the coronavirus hit the United States around January 6th, this is around 24 days later, it says, depression is a common mental disorder, globally more than 264 million people of all ages suppress, suffer from depression. It's a leading cause of disability worldwide. More women are affected from depression than men and depression can lead to suicide. Um, and the contributing factors and prevent, prevention are a complex interaction of social, psychological, and biological factors. People who have gone through adverse life events 
unemployment, bereavement, psychological trauma. Think about the fact that 39 million people, close to 40 million people were unemployed because of the lockdowns that took place. So that had a horrible effect in creating depression. And by the way, when people get put on antidepressants, it actually suppresses your immune system. And I'll show you a very nice graph I put together on that. And the possible adverse effects associated with anti, so it said healthcare providers should keep in mind the possible adverse effects associated with antidepressant medication. So here you have the corona fear mongering hoax. You tell people to stay socially isolated. You, cres you create depressed people. And then those depressed people suicide. And then they start putting them on antidepressants, which we're going to talk about have a, have a negative effect on the immune system. Okay. So it's a perfect storm for essentially creating a vicious cycle to create more immunosuppressed people. And at, at its worst, it says depression can lead to suicide. Close to 800,000 people <coughs> die per year from suicide. 800,000 people. All right. But that's not a public health issue, right? We fear monger on coronavirus. Suicide is the second leading cause of death in 15 to 29 year olds. Second le leading cause among young people. All right. Second leading cause among young people. So these conditions cause more days of lost work, work impairment than may many other common chronic conditions, including diabetes, asthma, and arthritis. They also cost the US healthcare system more than 200 billion. It's almost a quarter of a trillion dollars annually tops among all chronic conditions. All right. So this coronavirus fear mongering hoax created so many depressed people that probably, you know, had a huge effect on increasing that number that we're looking at. And those come from two sources that I just put there. Now, this this piece of research that I started work, uh, looking at, it says mental disorders top the list of the most costly conditions in the United States. You know, they're a little bit higher, two hundred one billion dollars. And, and as you can see here, mental disorder, the top medical condition, the highest estimated spending in 2013, mental disorders, number one, before heart conditions, before trauma, before cancer, before pulmonary conditions, before osteoarthritis, before uh, diabetes, before kidney disease, before hypertension. So number one is mental disorders, okay? So does it make any sense to take public health uh, responses or actions that actually increase mental health? And that's what we did with the coronavirus fear-mongering. Now, this is quite interesting. It says the incremental economic burden of individuals with mental disorders increased by 21.5% from 173 billion to 210 billion just in the last you know, five years. So mental disorders you know, are, are, going, uh, are essentially increasing. And you look, right before the coronavirus crisis, between 2015 and 2019, we've seen a 15% rise in antidepressant use, 38% rise in antidepressant use by adolescents. So adolescents are almost using antidepressants nearly two and a half times more, and a 12% decline in use of benzo uh, drugs by anxiety since 2015, 11% de decline in sedative hypnotic drugs, right? But the important thing is that the antidepressants are going up and doubling among youth. And now we look at COVID, COVID-19 and mental health. So you're socially isolating people. And what this research shows is you can see right here that depression, which is that blue line between January 19, 2020 to March 15th, that was the peak of when all the coronavirus stuff was happening. And I don't have the, this was, they did it during that three month. I'm sure it's continued this trend. And you can see 
that this is higher, right? The anxiety that came is higher, you can see right here, than, than the total, and it's higher than insomnia. But this is the highest that it was occurring from all the fear-mongering that was taking place. So people on anti-anxiety medita medication rose by 34%, 34% during this three-month period. So pharma companies did quite well. So because of the uh, anxiety from this fear-mongering, 34% increase in anti-anxiety medication. And the antidepressant use went up by nearly 20%, 18.6, and anti-insomnia drugs went up by 14.8%. So pharma made a lot of money from anti from anxious people, from depressed people, and insomniacs. And during the week ending, if you remember in March 15th, the use of anti-anxiety medication spiked nearly 18%. And that's the same week the World Health Organization you know, declared a pandemic and the US declared a national emergency in response to the crisis. So this fear-mongering had an explosive effect in affecting people mentally, anxious-wise, depression-wise, and insomnia. This is literally affecting people's mental health. What's more, you know, the increase in anti-anxiety anti medications, and this is important to understand for women, women's health was much higher, 39, nearly 40% than men, around 20%, so it was double for women. And I know this from many, a lot of experience, personal experience of friends of ours. So here's a graph I want you to really think about now. So when you look at this, before I go into this graph, so you're, you're isolating people, we're depressing people, we're keeping people out of the sun, right? All at the molecular systems level, lowering people's immune systems, increasing in inflammatory compounds, lowering antiviral compounds, and then people are getting depressed and anxious. And then what are the pharma companies doing? Pummeling them with anti-anxiety medications, pummeling them with you know, antidepressants, and guess what? Those medications, I'll do a whole nother talk on it, and I have a whole nother talk I'll share with you. Those medications actually lower your immune system. They scrub your innate immune system, they scrub your adaptive immune system, they scrub your gut microbiome, they scrub your interferon, they scrub your brain. All the, you know, the three, the five major systems involved in supporting immunity. So these medications destroy the immune system. So when we go, go back to this, you can see someone said, I work in an emergency room hospital. We have seen by far many, many more behavioral health patients, suicide attempts and suicides than we have seen uh, COVID-19, right? Seven out of 13 patients were psych patients. This is, thank you, I, I say, thanks for sharing that. So none of this is talked about in the press. Fox News, CNN, they're all taking out nice pharma things. We're all talking about the freaking vaccine coming out because they wanna force vaccinate working people. They wanna continue the lockdowns. They wanna keep our children's at home so they make sure they don't get educated. Rich people can go send their kids to whatever they want and then they wanna tax us. That's what this is all about. And this is why it's important that people like me get into the Senate and talk about this because none of these people called out Fauci. I was the first one to do it. And I'm here explaining to everyone as a scientist that this entire vicious cycle let me go over to it. This is sort of the vicious cycle. I want you to really uh, take a screenshot and please share it with others. It says, first we start with social isolation and unemployment. That's what we had. And where did that come from? Fear-mongering, okay? So we had fear-mongering. That fear-mongering was used to socially isolate and unemployed people, nearly 40 million people. And let me make this very clear so we don't forget who the real enemy is. During this period, 600 billionaires they were all partying. They were flying around in their private planes. They could have fun. I'm sure 
No one stopped them. 600 billionaires increased their wealth by $2.3 trillion. All right. They were on beaches because they have private beaches. They could sun all day. They could do whatever the hell they want. But they threw a lot of us, 38 million, 39 million people out of work, particularly people of color. All these liberal elites claim they care about people of color. When you isolate people of color, we need 15 times more sun. Just a fact. 15 times more exposure to sun to get the same amount of vitamin D3 being five to at least 15 uh, being uh, produced in our in our body. So you're, you hurt people. So you have fear mongering social, which led to social isolation, unemployment. Well, that led to anxiety and depression, as you can see. And what did that anxiety and depression do? People started taking anti-anxiety drugs, antidepressants. That led to more immunosuppression. And that immunosuppression led to more disease and deaths. And then they could increase the numerator of their formula. And they could say, oh, my God, more people are dying. Well, they weren't dying because of the virus. They were dying because of the pre-existing conditions, because you put them, you, you created other disease conditions. And that led to more fear mongering, more social isolation, more unemployment, more anxiety, more drugs. And all throughout this process, this is what I call the deep state cycle of fear and ignorance. Throughout this entire process, what ended up happening? Well, the rich got richer. And in fact, in the last three months, literally the three months, $6 trillion got printed. The stock market's going like that. And no one, oops, let me, I didn't share the graph here with you. Here's a graph. This is the cycle I'm talking about. And, and, and uh, in this process, the super elite got wealthier. We took a lot of uh, people and we've now, now made them, put them on the plantation, right? Giving them you know, little, some dollars, like keeping a rat in a cage and feeding them. And working people are the ones who are, who are basically being hurt the most because we can't send our kids to school. We're still under lockdown. We're gonna be taxed more and they're getting ready to force vaccinate us. But this is a cycle of the deep state cycle of fear and ignorance, all brought to you by telling people to socially isolate themselves. And the reality is, someone just said, the elderly are dying of loneliness and of fear, the younger dying of suicide and drug related illness due to depression. So it really makes you wonder, what is the purpose of this? Is the purpose of this to get rid of people? And as I talked in my, shared in my talk yesterday, one of the most profound things we need to start realizing is that the elites are trying to make a decision. Do they keep us humans around to do their labor or should they replace us with robots? Or there's a third option, take human beings and convert them to be robotic. Okay, because it may be cheaper to have a bunch of you know, flesh and blood things, listening to what you, what you want to do versus worry about machines and up, upkeeping up the machines. And part of that involves telling everyone, fear mongering, wear a mask, force vaccinate, do this, do that, fall in line. And this is not a left or right thing. This is not Republican or Democrat. And all of people out there, you know, we, they stole the Republican primary from us. I have people, very foolish people saying, oh, you shouldn't uh, run as a write-in candidate. You're going to take away votes from the Republicans. It's like, screw you. The, the guy who's the quote-unquote Republican was put in there so the Democrat could win. So people start using your brains. Anyone who says that is, is a bloody fool. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. This is not about Republican or Democrat. This is about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. That's the real division. It's about working people versus the people who don't work. So there is an us versus them, but it's not Republican and Democrat. The police and the people have always been united. So you have one set of people over here saying, I support Black Lives Matter. And the other set of people saying, I support the police. You see, you're creating this separation between people and the police. 
People and police have always been united. By doing that, we're falling to a bogus division. The real division is people want truth, freedom, and health, which is a majority of us, and a very, very small set of people who have power, profit, and control. But I, I can't overemphasize this thing as a way to really summarize what's going on. Fear-mongering, leading to social isolation and unemployment, leading to anxiety and depression, which again lets pharma come in and sell us, sell, make billions of dollars or trillions of dollars worth of uh, you know, anti-anxiety, anti-depression medication, further suppressing your immune system, more debts, then they can say, aha, see, we, need, we have more debts, we need to sell you more vaccines. They're making money on bo both sides. So on a personal level, what can you do, right? The infrastructure that you can do is you need to strengthen your immune system. So yesterday we talked about vitamin D3. Today we're saying social interactions, friendships, get out and have fun. I did a whole series on going out to the beach, you know, and I know it's starting to get cold, but have interactions with friends. Obviously, if you're horribly sick, you know, this is grandmother's advice. You stay home, you stay in bed, you should isolate yourself. But for the majority of us, not having friendships, not getting together, that's going to create the disease condition. And obviously, food, lifestyle, and these social connections. Externally, we need to make sure we have clean air, clean water, and clean food. So in summary, when you look at it, if you look at the input again, if you have a strong and resilient system, there's nothing to fear. You got viruses, you got pollution, you always have all sorts of stresses in life. But if you have a strong system, your body knows how to clear it, your liver works properly, your, your systems work properly and you get health. But if you have a weakened immune system, you're gonna fall prey into what we call disease. And by the way, all disease in ancient and traditional systems of medicine has the same cause and all solutions are the same cause, okay? So again, when I created these tools like your body, your system, the goal was to help you start understanding the body as a system. And that's the fundamental reason why I'm running for US Senate. It's not about becoming a US Senator. It's really about using the platform, this very honorable platform as a US Senator to start putting into policies which support our health. And the health can only come to us if we have truth and we can't get to truth if we don't have freedom and we can't fight for freedom if we don't have health and so on. So I hope this has been valuable, but the key takeaways are at the molecular systems level, your body is looking for friendship. It's looking for social connections. It wants love, it wants fellowship, because when it gets that, which is one of the most important foods for your body, your body will actually turn on genes, make antiviral compounds and reduce anti-inflammatory compounds. This is just a scientific fact. So anyone who's trying to tell you to socially distance and socially isolate yourself from other human beings is basically telling you, I wanna destroy your immune system. That's what they're really telling you. And by destroying your immune system, I'm gonna profit from it because I'm gonna sell you vaccines. I'm gonna force vaccinate you. And by the way, this is not pro or anti-vax. It's a right medicine for the right person at the right time. And separate from this, when you get people socially isolated, you're gonna create conditions where they're gonna to have to take drugs, antidepressants, anti-insomniacs, anti-anxiety medicines, which actually suppress the immune system further. Anyway, let's see if there's any questions. Jen, if there's any questions, BLM is a destructive cult. Well, look, there's, uh, everyone can acknowledge black lives do matter, but BLM is an organization which is an armed wing or wing of the Democratic Party, which is all about making money and keeping people in power. Um, yes, uh, love, we all need love, definitely. One of the most important things, 
friendships. Um, the, you know, the entire aspect of wearing masks and thinking that another person, you should stay away from them. This is a, one of the biggest brainwashing that's going on. It's very, very dangerous, not only mentally, but to immune health. Let's see this. Uh, truth, freedom, health, boosting the immune system. Exactly. What else do we have here? Prayers. Uh, look, prayer, laughter, meditation, connecting with people, music. I mean, there's a whole field called art therapy where you interact with people, where you engage your senses. These are all very, very powerful things for immune health. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I've done, uh, as you know, a talk on the masks. I did this many, many months ago. The fact is, A, unless you're wearing the N95 mask, which is for healthcare workers, um, you know, by the way, you can't wear them more than two hours, you're going to get a headache. But any of these other masks, as I mentioned, is like mosquitoes going through a chicken wire fence. It doesn't do anything. And furthermore, uh, it's been shown through a couple of studies, when you wear these masks, you increase about 13 times the chance of getting other infections. All right. Well, if there isn't any other questions, let me finish by once again reminding everyone that we have a historic movement here in Massachusetts that's taking place. As you know, Massachusetts is a mecca or the center of the deep state medical establishment. You have Harvard Medical School here. You have the headquarters of many of the pharmaceutical companies here. Um, you have organizations like MIT and Harvard. This is really the center of the intelligentsia. And our winning in Massachusetts, that's why in spite of the election fraud they did, which we are fighting, I'll keep you posted on that, we're gonna be running in the general elections as a write-in candidate. So everyone out there, and I know our people on social media are interacting with you, you can do three things. You can, um, you can go right to the website. Those of you are inside, outside, anywhere, in Massachusetts, please go and tell all your friends in Massachusetts, obviously if you're in Massachusetts, to go right to the website, right on top, and you can click I, I vote for Shiva, you can give your mobile number and your zip, or if you wanna give us your first name, you click I vote for Shiva. And what you're saying is that you're gonna be pledging to vote for us, and please be a resident of Massachusetts before you do this. Those of you um, anywhere, please donate to the campaign, whatever you can, it's important. You know, we take all of your donations. No one gets paid on this campaign. Everyone's a volunteer. We're doing it because we believe in something. And this is why this movement is so scary to the establishment and it's so dangerous to them. And it, they, should, it, they should be afraid. Um, everyone gets a copy of the ebook, System and Revolution, and they get access to your body, your system. And then finally, we encourage everyone to volunteer for the campaign. Um, I can't tell you how many uh, friends you'll meet uh, how many interactions you'll have, but you'll build a whole community of people and you just click on volunteer. Anyway, it's 10 p.m. We started early this time and we ended in a good uh, time clip. If there isn't any other questions, let me see if there's any other questions. Tomorrow, we're gonna be doing a talk on the importance of zinc. We're gonna go to the mineral zinc, it'll be part three, how zinc is extremely important. That's right, Sweden never closed, Maria, uh, tell Excelera. I'm sorry if I, if I didn't get that right. Yeah, and in fact, Sweden in many ways followed the advice that I'd given that there's no, the advice that I go, told the president was that there was no reason to do the lockdown. And if you look at Sweden, 
they supported real herd immunity. Let's all get it out there. Let's get, quote unquote, the virus and move forward. That's what we're supposed to do. And remember, the people who died were people with pre-existing conditions. And social distancing actually created more people worse than pre-existing conditions. Remember, social disconnection is worse than obesity, worse than high blood pressure, worse than smoking. That's the important takeaway you want to take, take away from this. Social distancing, social isolations is worse than obesity, worse than smoking, worse than high blood pressure. And what did Fauci and all these fools tell us to do? Go socially isolate ourselves. They basically told us to get sick. And they knew this. The data has been out there. They're criminals. All of these guys are criminals. And, you know, we throw Wall Street people, we throw petty criminals in jail. These people should be thrown away for a long time and because they knew what they were doing and they're in, in connection with pharma companies. And they want to essentially make sure pharma companies start force vaccinating all of us. Fear breaks down the immune system. Working people unite. We have the power. Serena, you nailed it. That's what we need to do. The real call of this movement, you know, I've talked about truth, freedom, and health, but there's something even more powerful that precedes that. Working people unite beyond black and white, beyond left and right for truth, freedom, and health. We don't want to be forced vaccinated. We don't want lockdowns. We don't want school closings. And we don't want our taxes growing, going up and up so the elites can take a pile of our hide while they get away with murder. So that's what this is about. This is about working people uniting. So the knowledge I'm sharing with you here is weapons. It's truth weapons that you can use to fight and convince your neighbors and friends who are just being brainwashed. Number one, part one was vitamin D3. Today, we're talking about the importance of social interactions. Anyway, thank you, everyone. Be the light. Let's keep up the fight and let's win. And um, we're moving forward with our write-in campaign. So we do not give up. We move forward. Thank you.